Anybody else either? Can you hear me? Test? Yes? Better? Yeah, so we're, we're here today to, uh, to remind one another to make, um, to make a lot of noise. To remind one another of the great joy that is for all people in Jesus Christ. And today I want to remind you that Jesus is the only gift you need to find ultimate joy and hope. And, I, and I've talked to some of you and I know others of you that, um, that Christmas isn't always the most joyous time of year for all of us, that there's um, missing family members, whether they've gone to be with the Lord, uh, whether they're sick, maybe they're just not with you. And I want to be uh, just super sensitive, and my prayer is, is that, that God would meet you today and that he would remind you that, that he, in fact, Jesus is, in fact, the best gift that you will ever receive, and he is a gift that will keep on giving. And we're going to talk about that today. By tradition, though, it's also a time where we give and receive gifts. Is there anybody in here besides me that likes to receive gifts? Kids, anybody? Yeah? I've been told, we did a, we did a, uh, a parent survey, and I've been told that this Christmas that all the money that was going to presents is going towards a gift for the pastor. So thank you, children, for that. I appreciate that very much. It's not a bad thing to get gifts. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I do like the gifts. And I was thinking about gifts, and I remember back when I was a wee lad. I was nine or ten years old, and all I wanted for Christmas was a guitar. Yeah, me, a guitar. And I remember that I'm thinking that this guitar could bring me so much pleasure, and that me through my playing could bring other people so much pleasure. Can you say? Davy Jones, Rolling Stones, Credence, James Taylor. That was all my era. And, and I, I had great anticipation. And there was, as I looked under the tree the week before, my, I was the oldest of seven kids, and there was just a room full of gifts for the seven kids. And I couldn't see a gift that, would, that looked like a guitar. Nothing was quite that big. So as it came around to my turn, my dad brought out of hiding a package and set it in front of me that looked like the guitar that I was waiting for. And as I tore open the, the package, the paper, paper was going everywhere, there was a, um, anybody remember the movie cameras that had a light on the back of them about this big? Some of you? So, most of you are too young. But they, were, they weren't like, they didn't have tapes, they actually had reels, and they had, and my Uncle Fred was like filming it in my face as I'm, and I'm like, I, I had some skin cancer removed this past Monday, and I'm pretty sure it was a result of the light on that movie camera way back when. And it was just, it was like a heat lamp. But anyway, he was, he was filming me, and I was ripping the paper off of the package, and to my great joy was a brand new, shiny, Stella guitar. Along with that, I got lessons. I started taking lessons over the next days and weeks and month. <laughs> G7, G, D, I was learning the chords. And then I could only stand so much and I couldn't stand no more and I broke the guitar. I was so bad, I broke it. Kids, um, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, um, you, you never, I was, I was unregenerate, I did not know Jesus. And thank God, he saved me. And when I look back at this gift, it was, it was a gift that it didn't keep on giving like I hoped it would. But what I remember is my parents' sacrifice, actually. That they were such a good student of me. They knew what I wanted, 
and they wanted to really, um, even though they weren't Christians at the time, they wanted to raise me up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. They wanted to, they wanted to um, point me towards uh, my giftedness. And after a month, they knew that there was zero giftedness there. Do you know the phrase, the gift that keeps on giving? Have you heard that phrase before? Yeah, many of you have. It's, it's been used many times by companies to promote their products over the years. And this phrase, the gift that keeps on giving, is meant to invoke the feelings of hope that we get when we receive presents. It implies that any present that gives great enjoyment over and over, such as a magazine subscription or a gym membership or Jelly Bean of the Month Club, it would be better that, than a gift that only provides that feeling once. Let me give you a couple examples. Victor Radio. Back in the 1920s, there was a company called Victor Radio. How many of you have a radio in your house? In your house? A few of you do. Where do you find those? Are they at the store? Or did you just rip it out of your car and bring it in the house? <laughs> you rip it out of the car. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. In the 1920s, the slogan was used to promote Victor Radio's latest product. And their ad, ad campaign read as follows. When you go to your Victor dealers to hear the three models of Victor Radio, three models, you will find them beautiful, compact, and soundly built as become Victor instruments. You'll recognize them as the gift that keeps on gifting, a royal gift at a very low price. I wonder how many of those gifts are around that keep on giving. Hot point appliances. Back in 1928, uh, does, do you kids know what an appliance is? Okay, it's refrigerator, stove, oven, washer, dryer. That's an appliance. And, and there was a company called Hot Point. And Hot Point ran an, ran an ad that says this, and I, and I don't think you should give your mother this type of gift. It says, give mother what she really wants this season. An all-white Hot Point electric range. A gift that keeps on giving. Can I caution you, men, to, to not go down that road if you desire to see the light of tomorrow? How about RCA Victor? Has anyone heard of a black and white TV? Black and white, no colors. Grinches, gray. I remember the first time we had a color TV. We would, somebody would sit right next to it with their foot like right there because the color TV would have lines through it. And you had to keep kicking it and adjusting it. RCA Victor ran a magazine advertising campaign featuring the slogan. And it said this, stamp it with special care this Christmas. Give the gift that keeps on giving from RCA Victor. If you had bought one then, my guess is that it's in the landfill somewhere. It truly wasn't a gift that kept on giving. You know, over the years, the tagline, the gift that keeps on giving, has been used to sell jewelry, gift cards, magazine subscriptions. Whatever product the advertiser thinks will please consumers and keep on making them happy often gets labeled as a gift that keeps on giving. I want you to think about a gift that you've received or that you have gave that you thought would keep on giving. A gift that you thought or hoped would be cherished and loved by the one who received it. You know, back in the day, I had two boys. I had two boys, and they loved Legos. Any of you kids like Legos? Yeah. 
Legos are really, truly one of the toys that keeps on giving. And we would give them to them every Christmas and every birthday. And their aunts and uncles and grandparents would give them to them every Christmas and every birthday. And before long, that's all they had in their, on their bedroom floors. But it was a gift that, really, um, that our boys really got enjoyment of, out of. Two other gifts that I think of. One is a trampoline. Uh, does anybody have trampolines these days? A few of you do. Do you like your trampolines? Do your parents like your trampolines? Not so much, yeah. And we, we had a trampoline, and it got more use. The kids would put the sprinkler under it and jump on it. They would jump from places they shouldn't be jumping from onto it, have the neighbors mad at us. But it was a gift that kept on giving until we actually got a smaller yard, and we had to get rid of it. Another gift we had was an indoor basketball hoop. Some of you have been in our basement, actually played that. And we had it for years, and we just got rid of it this last summer, just three months ago when we finished our basement. But we've had a few gifts over the years that really brought a lot of fun and pleasure to the family. Most gifts, though, will be outgrown. They'll go out of style. They'll break. They'll be replaced by a newer and better model. At some level, every gift will either be forgotten over time or have less value to us as time progresses. And I think we realize that more and more as we get older, do we not? Just the same, giving good gifts is at the very heart of loving one another. Especially gifts that we know the receiver will enjoy and derive benefit from. Nancy and I have this, this couple that are friends of ours, and every year they give us a gift certificate to a restaurant. And what's special about that is two things. One is they know that we like to eat out. Two is, is that they actually ask us what restaurant we want a gift certificate to. So it's really personal because we not only get to go eat out, but we get to eat out at the restaurant that we really enjoy. They're good students of what Nancy and I want and enjoy. You know, this year as I prepared yet another Christmas message, and by the way, there's a lot of pressure, like coming up with new stuff, as if the Bible isn't good enough, right? I've been pondering the gift of Jesus the greatest gift that you and I will ever know, the gift that would forever fill our greatest need, the gift that never needs replacing. It always works. It never changes. It's a gift that will never, that will never outgrow and will never get bored with it. In fact, the more time we spend with this gift, the more time we spend getting to know this gift, it just keeps getting better and better. There's a very familiar scripture verse that describes the one true gift. We just read it a while ago. It's John 3.16. You've seen it. You know it. Where do you see it at? End zones, parades, other venues where there's a lot of people. And by the way, I've never seen one in an Oakland Raiders end zone. I'm not sure why that is. But you know, there's, there's no better scripture in all of the Bible for Christmas than John 3.16, actually. It's a, it's a very familiar verse to us. And I, my prayer is that you go away today is you go away um, wanting to cement it into your mind and into your heart. It describes the, very, the gift that every human being needs, even though we may not know that we need it or want it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever should believe in him will not perish, but what? Have eternal 
life. God so loved the world, the eternal God who spoke the heavens and the earth into existence, the eternal God who created you and I for a relationship with himself, so loved the world. You know what? God's love for the world was not out of duty. In fact, his love for you and I was an emotion. It was an affection. We don't like to talk about that in our circles. But yes, God emotes love for people. But the love, his love was not just a feeling. It's an action. In fact, all genuine love is not just a feeling, but it's action. And ever since sin broke into the world through our first ancestors, we all, the world, inherited a sin nature. And as a result, our relationship with our loving triune God, our just and holy creator, was severed. And the only hope for sinful humanity was for a perfect and loving God to become flesh and live a perfect, sinless life and die a sinner's death that we deserved. For God so loved the world that this is exactly what he did. He gave his son a gift. Not necessarily a gift that we wanted, but the only gift that we actually need to be happy, joyful. The father gave the son, and the son gave himself because he loves you. And you might be here today, actually. Maybe somebody brought you here. Maybe you saw us on Facebook. Um, you may be here going, well, how do, I, how do I receive that gift? How do I, how do I actually um, receive that gift of salvation and eternal life? Let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a white elephant party? We, Nancy and I were in uh, California a few weeks ago, and we went to a friend's gym. Um, it's called CrossFit 310. We went to their party. They were having a party, and they were, they were doing the, the game where you pass around the package. And there's, there's somebody to, you've got this package, and they tell you there's great gifts in this package, and the package has more tape and more wrapping on it than it should. And there's a person to your left that is rolling dice. And as soon as they hit doubles, you've got to pass this gift to them, and they pass the dice to the next person. It is so exasperating. And to make things worse, they make you wear this, where you're trying to like rip it off and you pass it on to the next person. And I want you to think of this. The next time that you play this game, my prayer is for you is that this game elicits worship in the triune God. Huh? Let me tell you. Because the gift of Jesus is free and without effort. There's no timer other than when this life expires. There's no no, um, proverbial spiritual um, myth that we got to put on to try to jump through some um, hoops to receive it. He is yours by believing. We receive the gift through faith. Whoever shall believe in him, whoever shall believe in him, shall not perish but have eternal life. In addition to that, salvation doesn't come through just believing that Jesus was a man or even just believing that Jesus was God. It comes from believing that the gift, Jesus, was fully God and fully man and that he died for your sin and my sin so that we would not perish, but we'd have eternal life. 
Salvation and eternal life are a gift. It's free. No hoops to jump through. There's this guy named Santa. And there's a list that's attributed to this, this guy named Santa, and it's called a naughty and nice list. Anybody ever heard of it? It goes something like this. It's a song. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sakes. That's not how salvation works. Yes, Jesus, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so he saves you by his grace. No hoops. He saves you by his grace. Yes, that's an original. You can tweet that if you want. <laughs> Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, he says, he says, come to me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest, salvation for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, folks, we bring nothing, but we receive everything. To us, a son is given. So if you are one who is seeking salvation through Christ, take the mid off. Stop trying to be good enough and just receive the gift. Believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he is the only way to the Father. Christian, this news is good news for you too. Even on this side of salvation, there's more to this gift than just receiving salvation that comes through believing. It keeps getting better. Unlike the karaoke machine that you may have received or given on Christmas past that is no longer needed or enjoyed, Jesus is the great gift that keeps on giving. You may think that that gift was the forgiveness of your sins, resulting in salvation and eternal life. It is, but that's not the ultimate gift. The ultimate gift is a forever relationship with your Creator. And the eternal life, when we see eternal life, it describes a quality of life more than it describes a quantity of life. We oftentimes think through eternal life as a, as a quantity of life, that we will live eternally. And that's true. Every human being will. But it has more to do with the quality of life. It has more to do with the relationship. John 17, 3 talks about this. He, he defines eternal life as knowing God and knowing His Son. Not just knowing about Jesus, but knowing him by sharing in his life and intimacy with the Godhead. You see, salvation through believing or faith in Jesus as the only way to the Father is actually an entrance. It's a beginning point into an everlasting and ever-blessed life that we will enjoy in increasing degrees in our life. The more we spend time with the giver, and the gift, same person. The more we will know him, and the more we know him, the more we will understand his crazy love for us. He is the gift, and he is the giver that keeps on giving. And I want to just ask you in closing, does he feel distant at times? 
Do you find yourself fearful more than you are worshipful? Do you find yourself without hope, without peace? Are you lacking comfort? We all go through those stages. We all have times of grief in our life. And believer, I want to encourage you that, 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 that God, the triune God, is an ever-present help in time of trouble. That he isn't just the God who brought you salvation so that you would not perish and have eternal life. He really is the God that keeps on giving. And what I want to encourage you is I want to, I want to encourage you with this picture that this is the gift of salvation that you received, that you believed in if you know Jesus. And I would encourage you, um, if you feel distant, if he doesn't feel near to you, that to, to draw near to him and start, start unpacking Christ and start remembering that, the, that you are his uh, adopted sons and daughters, remembering that his love is everlasting, remembering that he has promises that are sure that he'll never leave you or forsake you, that he has um, given you this gift, not just for salvation, but to have an eternal intimate relationship with the triune God. Amen? There's a passage that I'm going to close with. It's in John chapter 1, verse 16. It says, From His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. And I think John ran out of room because you could say grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. And the way to experience that grace is to draw near to him. And he will draw near to you this Christmas season. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you that you loved us. That, that you created us to be loved by you. And I thank you that, that, that even though we, um, we blew it, we sinned. And we were separated from you. God, I thank you that you so loved us that you gave your only begotten son. You gave Jesus so that whoever would believe in him for the salvation, the forgiveness of our sins, that we would not perish, but we would have eternal life. And God, I thank you for the glorious truth that you included in your word that, that eternal life is, is, is more of a quality than a quantity. It's a relationship, an most intimate relationship with the God who created us. So God, thank you. Thank you for this Christmas season where we're reminded of the great gift of Jesus who just keeps on giving. And God's people said, amen. Oh, thank you. I messed up. Would you throw me your candle? Just like Joe Newman, my, my receiver's coach, used to say, Hardy, you got hands like feet. So would you raise your hand if you don't have a candle? If you don't have a candle, and you'd like one. If you are under three, put your hand down. Um, Gary will give it to you. Um, the ushers are going to come up, and they're going to light their candles here, and then they're going to go down the aisles, and if you would actually go to their lit candle like this, and if you would pass it to the person next to you like this, don't drip wax. This is 10-year-old carpet, very valuable.
2, it says that, that Jesus has brought good news of great joy for all people, that he truly is the gift that keeps on giving. And let's be a church, as Chris prayed and encouraged us, that, that shines light into the darkness of the world by presenting the gift, that we have a proclamation ministry, and that we're to proclaim that Jesus Christ came to set the captives free from the power, the penalty, and the guilt of sin. Amen? Would you also, as we leave here, uh, kids, you did a great job. Can we just give the children just a, a round of applause? Good job, guys. Yeah. Hey, I want to invite you next week. If you are part of our church family, uh, family, come back. If you're visiting, um, uh, come back as well. Next Sunday, we're going to have a special service back to our normal times, 8.30 and 10.15. And we're going to, there's, we're going to, it's going to be a service of testimony of God's faithfulness uh, to this church family specifically, um, and really um, our community secondarily. Um, so we're just going to testify to God's goodness. And then on January 7th, we're going to have a start a four-week sermon series on belonging together. We're going to talk about the purpose, the priority, and the power of the church. So we want to invite you to come back. So go forth today enjoying the good gift of Jesus Christ.